The Money Show. Other people's money. 21 minutes to go before we get to the top of the hour at 8 o'clock. And up next, the next person I'm going to speak to, the next gent I'm going to speak to, is someone I've wanted to interview for the longest possible time. But, you know, to, to look at his craft and what he does and how he does it and how it is that he's able to entertain, make you laugh, make you think as well as he does. But tonight we're talking about something very serious, and that's his money. Good evening to you, Miso Lindy who's going to share your wisdom and great insight into how one should look after your money. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? You well? No, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I hope you're good as well. Um, yeah, super. But I was saying earlier, you know, showbiz is, is, is a very interesting thing. Um, you know, sort of from, from the outside, from the viewer's perspective, from the audience's perspective. You know, you're a celebrity, you earn yes. the big bucks, you got the show that's jam-packed, all these people sitting there watching your stuff. And, you know, uh, for some, I, I obviously, I, I'm, not, I'm not following your, your Sunday world scandals, so I don't know how... How much you party, or how, how little you party. But, you know, there's always excess and, 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 you know, living the life, it's parties, it's nice labels, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone thinks it's always big bucks and that, you know, it's, there's an endless supply of the big bucks. Is that the case? Um, especially in the stand-up comedy, no. You know, comedy space. No, no, no. Well, I want to talk about my industry. Um, it's not... With, with stand-up, the thing is we're still young. I mean, mm. stand-up uh, in this country literally just blew up after 2000 even though you still have your legends like Barry Hiltons and the uh and then run right about 99 2000 you had that you had uh, the next generation that comes to uh, David Gao and then that line David mm-hmm. Gao and 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 all the guys who did Pure Monati show yeah. and then we kind of popped up we popped up what 2003 so if you check that timeline the industry is still is still growing for the fact that we have one international comedian who's big, just one, you know, mm. um, it just kind of shows you that we are only now just picking up. As, so the in, if, industry if, if, itself. If I make any sense. Yeah. No, no, I get you. The industry itself within South Africa is still in its infancy. So in other words, it's, it's still, it's still growing. It's, it's not, uh, not, and, 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 but apart from that, even if it was, Established and, and well established and not in its infancies, uh, inverted commas. The fact of the matter is not necessarily yeah. everyone is going to be at that rock star earning level. Um, not everyone's going to fill exactly. the dome or whatever, you know, other amazing things people want to do. Huh? Exactly. Which is, yeah, that's, that's the point I was getting to. Uh, uh, it's only now that you, you get uh, comedians filling up arenas and mm. and uh selling out rooms um but it's still small rooms you know maybe a thousand seater um still there we haven't reached that those rockstar numbers of like so and so sold out three thousand uh on it, on their own mm. uh like how those the big names like uh russell is it russell Simmons? No, not russell russell peters uh when he comes mm. here and then he mm. plays cape town cape town and then he fills up uh the uh, is it the what's the theater now? The, the, the big, West. Um, look where a lot of people the, the big one, pay yeah. big money to to go sit in one of those seats. Big right? money to go through, yeah. So now it's still like, who's on the lineup? Who's this guy or who's that guy? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we we on the we on right on the right track if I if I can put it like that, you know. 
so so what what was your journey into stand up comedy and was the idea always that listen this year is going to be my career this is going to be my bread and butter this is how I'm going to earn my money going forward Oh man it's, it's funny enough when I started comedy I didn't even know stand up comedy because I was from Eastern Cape um and I went to go study in Cape Town mm. and I met a friend who's still my best friend now who, who kept on nagging me about doing stand up comedy because I, uh during um uh breakfast or, or, or supper. We used to stay in a, in a residence where back then they used to cater for us. So I would just entertain the guys at my, my table, mm-hmm. you know, just, just randomly, you know, just make fun of them. And everyone just looked forward to, uh, dinner time or, you know, and then he was like, Hey man, you need to try out stand up comedy. I'm like, I don't even know what is that, you know? And I remembered because for me growing up, the people who were funny were that was, MCs, uh, masters of ceremonies, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw, I remember we were still in high school when I saw Barry Hilton's show on TV. Um, I was kept on asking myself, when is this MC introducing the next next speaker? Because he's been talking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this guy is funny, yes, but man, he's been talking. When is the next person coming? You know. So, <laughs> but fast forward to. Uh, me graduating and then I, I, I went, I was studying graphic design and I went to, uh, to go work, uh, in advertising. And at the same time, I was doing comedy. Ah. Um, uh, that's, I think that was, that's when I decided it was like, I'm, I'm loving it. But at the same time, I was still scared to take that leap and just focus on comedy, you know? Um, now that you mentioned it, it I mean, me another, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but now that you mention it, I, I, I remember, and it was a bit that you did. Uh, one of the first times I ever saw you, that you, you started out um, in the advertising space, sort of in the corporate space, and lo and behold, then you moved into into where you are now. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, that's, a, that's a bit of a yeah, leap of faith, that, considering that there was a nice salary, probably some nice perks, uh, you know, uh, advertising. You know, it was a nice industry. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you, what you just said right now kind of remind, reminds me of what my creative director said to me, and then I decided that I'm I'm resigning because uh, for a while I was just relaxing. I was like, uh, I'll I'll go and play Johannesburg, come back and be in the office, and no one cares. I mean, you just play the room with like thousand people, two thousand people. Um, you're a rock star the whole weekend, taking photos, and it's nice. And then Monday. I go to work and no one cares. They just throw a joke back at you. They're like, this is a deadline and this and that, you know? <laughs> so, so one day, um, I, they were doing a, uh, is it appraisals? And then, um, mm. my creative, my creative director called me in his office and then we're talking about my work. He's loving my work and this and this and that. And then he's like, Hey man, I realize you take a lot of leave. You know, yeah. and uh, I understand you did mention this whole comedy thing, but we didn't realize it's going to start building up so fast. You need to realize that this is still a business place and we need you here. Um, I'm not saying choose or anything, nice. but all I'm saying is this is this with 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 uh, advertising and this work you're doing, you are guaranteed a check at the end of the month, but mm. with comedy. Mm. You're just gambling and stuff. And then and then the question I asked him following that is I said, have you seen me on stage? And then he just kept quiet because 
Every hey. time I had a show, whether I was in a festival or or any show I was doing, I was still in Cape Town. So it was any show I was doing in Cape Town, I used to send uh, free free tickets to anyone who wants who wants them. You know, send an email mm-hmm. to everyone at work. You know, especially like copywriters and stuff. And then a few people, there were like three or four people who come around, like, "Hey man, I'll have a ticket." But he never, not once. You know. So I said to him, "Yeah, but I, I realize you've never seen me on stage and." We work in a creative space, so how are you going to know what I can bring? Because uh, I'm I'm depending on you to guide me and how I can bring what I do on stage to the workplace, you know. Mm. And he just sat there and he's like, "Hey, man, don't make me feel guilty. <laughs> that you just need you just need to think about this and uh, get back to me." I was like, when I walked out that office, I knew I went straight to my table and uh i wrote my i typed my resignation letter yo yo no. and, I mean, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. and look i mean any any moment that you take to resign is always you know you're sitting there and you're thinking everything through am i making the right decision for whatever reason you know um all these years later i now know that if i resign there better be something else solid waiting on the other side that leap of faith for you, what, what was that moment like? Well, it, did you know that, listen, yeah, I got my bases covered. I believe in myself enough to make sure that this thing works. Or were there moments where you're like, oh, I hope this guy's not right? <laughs> of course. Of course you think those things. You're like, what are you doing? You know, there's a small you on your shoulder yeah. <laughs> asking you. I'm picking up my things. I've got my box. You know how well in the movies yeah. they, they <laughs> leaving work. <laughs> With just the one box. Everybody's just looking at me like, yeah, everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are you doing? Are you seriously going to do this thing? I'm like, yes, I'm doing it. And uh, it was also, also it was scary because I was resigning from work. And the, at the same time, I was relocating to Johannesburg, you know. Yeah. So it's really it was just uh, a, a big one for me, but one of the best decisions I've ever uh, taken, actually. And because uh, I, I realized I was more busy outside Cape Town than in Cape Town, and I was getting more bookings uh, around yeah. Johannesburg, also like uh, Bloom, Bloomfontein and Bumalanga and all those kind of places. So I was like, so why should I be in Cape Town? I might as well just be in Johannesburg then. And and then I remember telling my dad this, and my dad Eesh. kept quiet for like a few seconds. <laughs> he, he kept quiet for a few seconds. And this is after I've worked there for like close to five years, I think. Uh, yeah, uh. close to five years. And uh, and what I how I pitched it to him, I said, look, man, I did everything you asked me to do. I passed my metric. I've got my diploma. <laughs> And I've got my work experience. You came with a pre-prepared. Can speech. I just do? <laughs> yeah, no, no. You have to. You have to prepare. You know what I mean. Right. The, the thing is, especially talking to black dads, it's as if you are talking with them and the ancestors following you. You know what I mean. <laughs> so everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to prepare. And then I said to him, "Just give me two years. I'm still young. Mm. Just give me two years. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to advertising." And then he said. Two years. I'm like, yes, two years. He's like, okay. And then what followed really surprised me, actually. And he said to me, I don't know this thing of this comedy thing you're about to do, but what I know, it sounds like it's boxing. <laughs> if ever you stop training, ah. you're going to find yourself on the floor. You're going to get knocked down. So you better be good at what you're doing. And that really caught me off guard. I was like, wow. 
Which is sage advice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sage advice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so, yeah, so, so yeah. I asked you about the doubt, you know, the doubt at that moment when now you're leaving this stable job, but clearly, you know, as you said, I mean, and, and it's not as if it doesn't sound to me as if you hated what you were doing, but you were more passionate about comedy. And so you're leaving the space. Were, were there any, ever moments where you were like, shucks, now, now things are getting a bit tight and, you know, you, you, you still have expenses, you still have a life to live, were there ever those moments where things got a bit tight and you were a bit worried? Um, the best thing I did for myself and with the help of my girlfriend, who's my wife now, mm. back then, um, I won, I remember one time I won a competition, a comedy competition in the amateur side and I won 10 grand. And she said to me, because she was in the money space, she's, uh, she works in the investment companies you know and she said to me what are you going to do with this money i'm already planning to buy this and buy that and whatever you know um and then she said to me why don't you invest this money because this is money we're not going to have anyway if we didn't enter this competition mm -hmm. um and it's not like you need this money i mean you've got work you're gonna get paid in the end of the month or whatever and if you want some of this money you can take a small percentage and and spend it and then take a huge 80 percent mm, of it mm, mm. And, and, inve and, and invest it so i'm sitting there i'm like this one doesn't want me to have a good time <laughs> <laughs> your fun has been spoiled <laughs> you know <laughs> but i listened to her i listened to her and uh put that man she she uh, she used to work for i'm, I'm not gonna mention the company but she um uh, put all that money in, in uh unit trust Oh. Different unit trust for me, opened it, yeah, open unit trust for me. Um, and not just one, not just one in one company, with another company also, it's like different companies. Uh, so, so she just spread out my eggs like that. And, um, and by the time I was moving out of Cape Town, it had accumulated so much. So I knew if, if things doesn't work, don't work out in, in Johannesburg, at least, at least I've got that money to fall on to. And, you know, so, but I was lucky enough, I arrived and the comedians I used to work with in Johannesburg just welcomed me and started giving me gigs. And uh, so every time I got a gig, I learned a system of, um, percent, I call it the percentage system, where I take 50% of it, I put it in investment, and then the rest, um, I pay whatever I need to pay the car. I pay that, and I and also I was lucky that my old my my the brother that I I, I follow was staying in Johannesburg, so I used to stay with him. So I wasn't spending much on on accommodation. Mm. Um, I, I had a I had a car, and so yeah, so that was that was my system. Um, and, 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 and I was just lucky enough; everything just went small. And now that you're old, now that you're looking at pension, now that you know you're slowing down. <laughs> yeah. how's, how's the money looking and, and, and I mean that, that sort of that sage <laughs> advice that you got from your wife at the time to, to invest it, I mean yeah. did that carry through is that what helped you make sure that you keep the lights on keep the water running and you know food in the fridge because as I said you know with showbiz you know no matter how awesome or how great you are there are dry spells and there are awesome spells and especially with this this pandemic that we went through, where so many of us um, were restricted, oh, you man. know, in various ways. That's a, that's a yeah, that's a good example when you bring up the pandemic. Mm. Um, that 
So after after the whole unit trust thing, uh, we, then when I realized that it was working for me, we we kind of like sat down and we thought of other ways of investing. Um, so we've got investments with like a, there's a this lady we know she there's a farm at their place and we we invested on cows. Um, so we you know so we, we were just putting money everywhere. Then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and you started seeing the zeros going down, you know, it's just you're like, Oh, right. What's happening? You know, especially because you, we were kind of relaxed with the first 21 days. We're like, okay, 21 days. Yeah, it's a break. It's It's some leave. It's, it's, it's unforeseen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) no, it's going to be gone. It's going to be fine. And then you start seeing now the levels, level this, level that. And I'm thinking, Hey man, no gigs are happening. Nothing, you know, um, then we like started now that that those investments helped us throughout that dry uh period uh it, it that that's the best decision i've ever made for myself to just put money aside and 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 unfortunately we had to tap into oh we had a <laughs> we had a a, a travel mm-hmm. a travel account so with a percentage, I had to now break it into three again, put that money there, unit trust, put another money in the travel account, and then the other money is going to be my spending spending money or debts or whatever. Um, so the travel account, we went we, we went to Mauritius after we got married, mm-hmm. and then I was like, hey, man, this, this thing of just traveling, just because you've got money in your bank account, this is not the one. There needs to be money. Just for this, what we want to do, wherever mm. we want to go, you know. Mm. So that's how we started that account, and it was coming out so well. And then the pandemic hit. Now we had to spend the travel account, you right. know, to spend the money from the travel account um, without so, the benefit yeah, of the travel. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Spending travel you money know, from your living room. <laughs> I in the living. <laughs> You know, so yes. not so essential, but yeah, it's just one of, one of those things. But it helped out. It helped mm-hmm. out. And when 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 um, the country started opening bit by bit and people trying to find how they can utilize us, whether it's through virtual or whatever. Um, so, it, it, yeah, there would be, be like trips of money there, trips of money there. Um, and then I got a TV advert to shoot. That really boosted things. Um, so now you, I, I was really like detailed about everything now, every cent. You're like, oh, okay, who I don't know. We survived 2000. Now we're in 21, 2021. What's going to happen here? Are they going to open? Are they going to close again? Nah, you know, you. so all those things. Um, yeah, quick one. so quick, yeah, man. A, a uh, quick one because yeah. you're a very talented dude and I know you can do this in less than 30 seconds for me. Any advice for young people entering right. the industry, especially around money? What's your advice to them? Put money aside. <laughs> because uh, I say this because um, that first big one, when you do your first corporate, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell you what's going to happen in the future with, when it comes to how you spend your money. You know, so you're going to get all excited that because how we make our money, I mean, the clubs, that's where we practice. Yeah. Then you have your own show. Yeah. You tour your show. And then somebody saw you at the show. They're like, Hey, man, we've got the year end function. We need an MC. That's where our money is, you know? 100%, um, right. 
Uh, Listen, I, 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 could, not, I, could, I could chat to you all night long. Don't get me wrong. But uh, my yeah. technical producer is throwing stuff at me now. All the best to you, man. Oh, okay, and, and cool. I, I really wish you all the man, best. And we, we should do another, another chat, at, uh, you know, when I have a little more time.